This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. I'm Don Andrews with Look West. With me is podcast producer Joel Wolfork. Hi, Joel. Hey, good morning, Don. This is the Earth Day episode of Look West. The first Earth Day was more than 50 years ago, which is uh, way before you were born. You're a young guy. Uh, you must have done a lot of research. What did you learn about the origins of Earth Day? Yeah, well, first, I want to give a huge shout out to Michelle Baker for producing this episode. It was really fun because she's awesome to work with, but also learned a lot from watching her process and uh, details and researching this. Um, so it goes back to April 22nd, 1970, and it started as a national teaching on the environment where more than 20 million Americans took part after seeing the devastating pictures from the 1969 Santa Barbara oil spill. Well, now we're 50 plus years later. What's been done? And what's being done? Well, since then, people have changed their habits. Uh, we used to have drive with leaded gasoline. There were no recycle bins. And now it's just part of our daily lives to recycle and do things that will help uh, preserve the environment. Um, the governments have written green laws, and the Assembly Democrats have been a big part of that. I talked with a couple of Assembly Democrats. First, I spoke with Assemblymember Carlos Villapudua about reducing the amount of glass bottles used in wineries. And I also spoke with Assemblymember Jackie Irwin about a law she wrote to create a circular economy for recycled plastic. But first, I asked her what environmentalism looked like when she was a kid. I remember in elementary school, all sorts of education, and specifically back then, it was really about uh, pollution and uh, picking up your trash. Right now, in many communities, we're used to having the recycling bin out there, but uh, that certainly wasn't the case years ago. So uh, if you were really focused, you had your, your separate bag for your recyclables and you had to bring it away. It, it's become much easier for us now to, um, to focus on the environment. Um, so do you think it's important for today's kids to be environmentally aware? I think it is critically important to bring these young kids into the equation. Um, you know, I was I was talking about pollution. The one other thing that I just remembered is uh, we were always, even back then, talking about saving water and uh, making sure that when you brush your teeth, you turn <laughs> turn the water off, don't leave it running. And um, so what these young kids do is if you introduce them to these concepts early on, they're the ones really telling their parents, oh, my gosh, that's awful that you're leaving the water running while you're brushing your teeth. So uh, it is it is the younger generation that is going to uh, change the world. And so we need to educate them about how we only have one planet and that it's uh, very, very important that everybody does everything they can to preserve our environment, um, save water, uh, and, and understand what the threat is that we are facing with climate change. Gotcha. Before we get into Assembly Bill 793 and what it does, um, do you think your fellow lawmakers are properly informed about the environmental issues going on today? I think that my colleagues are very educated in this area. Everybody might be looking at um, different aspects of it, but I think we have a pretty enlightened uh, um, legislature here in California on the importance of these issues. I wouldn't necessarily say that that's the same in other countries. I mean, other states, I'm sorry. But um, but here in California, you know, and, and obviously everybody's focusing on um, different issues. But, um, but we all see the importance of this. Okay, let's get into AB 793, which is now a law. Could you please tell us what it does and why you authored it? 
Uh, well, I, I was a joint author with uh, Phil Ting, and uh, 793 is a minimum recycled content bill. Uh, it's a bill that we've been trying to pass in the legislature. I should say members have been trying to pass in the legislature, I think, for the last three, four, five years. And um, this was the, the, uh, finally the year that we got it past the uh, finish line. So, you know, obviously everybody knows that um, we have a huge issue with plastics and, and that's been really obvious during COVID, all the concern about the plastics that are going into the ocean, uh, the plastic pollution. We hear about uh, plastics in the North Pole. Uh, in the air, and um, it, it is really um, a big issue that we need to tackle. And and uh, there's been a number of uh, efforts to pass recycling bills, big, bold efforts, but um, this is taking a part of that issue, and it's uh, looking at um, recyclable bottles, so for instance, water bottles, and requiring that by 2030, uh, they are 50% uh, minimum recycled content. And if you don't put a, um, a limit on there, you're going to end up with what we have seen in the past is that, that companies find it's cheaper to buy virgin plastic than uh, recycled plastic. So the, the very exciting thing about this is that it's actually the highest standard in the world. And we have it right here in California. So what is the effect of that um, with companies not having to go to the virgin plastic, but instead, um, you know, focusing on recycled plastic? Well, what we're really doing is creating a circular economy. So um, instead of uh, because these plastic bottles become so valuable because companies are required to have 50 percent minimum content, uh, there is going to be much more of an effort to have an infrastructure to take these bottles and uh, recycle them and, and use them in their, um, as content for their products. So this is, you know, we, we heard the big issues with China uh, not taking our plastic anymore. The real thing that we need to do as Californians is we need to use our own trash and recycle it. And, um, and putting this kind of requirement on the manufacturers will really drive that. We really need to focus on this, and I think this is the right type of solution. And we also put a lot of, we, we actually, because the bill had been so hard to pass before, the manufacturers were pretty uh, opposed to it. Uh, we called one of the people we work with at Brown University, an economist, to look at, you know, how do we really create this market? And that was part of what got us to um, a compromise solution where everybody was on board and we got rid of all opposition. That's amazing. Um, we're always reminded about what, you know, we can do as individuals, what Californians can do to reduce waste. But I feel like it's often overlooked um, that we don't look at the root cause of where the waste is coming from. Um, how important is it that we kind of, that we are focused on the heart of the issue? Yeah, and, and, you know, it's kind of interesting because I, I think uh, when this, this passed it, actually there wasn't that much focus on it because it was such a big look at the other recycling bill and how exactly that was going to work. But, you know, there would be, have to be a whole infrastructure developed. No, this is, um, if, if we don't create the demand, th then we're really not going to be able to deal with the problem. Gotcha. So are you able to kind of reach across the aisle, I guess in this case, um, reach across to the industries to sort of um, to work together with them and remove that opposition that 
had been against the bill for for all these years. Well, we were really trying to figure out what the the areas are that that they had of concern, and like I said, some of it was off ramps that they wouldn't be able to buy the that the recycled content. All of a sudden, the demand is way up, and they wouldn't be able to buy it for, uh, or, or you know, ha- have it available. So. Um, I don't really have an interest in passing a bill that sounds really good right now and is not achievable later on. I didn't really have an interest on on uh, making a making industry so stretching industry so much that they weren't in support of this because they never thought that they could make it. So for, you know, to, to pass again, good, solid policy, you need to make sure that it's achievable. And I think with this bill, um, with the support that we got, it certainly is. So at the time of its passing, at least, uh, which was late last year, this was the first time in the country um, that a bill like this had been passed, uh, requiring a manufacturer to have a certain amount of recycled plastics. Um, how important is California's role in uh, leading and setting the example uh, for other states and for the country? We have, as a state, always been very forward-looking on issues like climate change and pollution. I mean, certainly some uh, some other states might have aspects that they're doing better. But I think uh, specifically when you talk about issues like climate change, we need to show that we can do things in the right day, in the right way, um, at a, a reasonable cost, because otherwise the rest of the country and the rest of the world isn't going to follow. And um, again, when you're talking about either plastics or climate change, if the rest of the world isn't following, there's not that much of a dent that California can make. So it's just really important that we get policy right, that we that we do it in a pragmatic and reasonable way so that we set the example for the world. Thanks to Assemblymember Irwin for her work and for being a part of this conversation. I also spoke with Assemblymember Via Poudois about his proposed wine growler bill. We talked via Zoom. Thank you uh, for joining us on the Look West podcast today. Before we get started, are you a red wine or a white wine kind of guy? Red, red wine. Yeah. I wanted to discuss a piece of your legislation from your very first legislative package, uh, Assembly Bill 239. Um, Would you tell us what the bill does and why you introduced it? Because I live in the area of, you know, the wine industry, um, it was something that I have thought of and what this bill will allow consumers to refill reusable you know personal wine containers and we thought of this also before because uh, as you see microbreweries being built around um, they have their their growler this is kind of the same effect so they can take their growler in and fill it up just just like they would do going into a brewery the wine growler bill i like that So I was really surprised reading in the fact sheet um, that one refillable wine cake can actually save uh, 39 bottles. 39 bottles. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's amazing. And then when you uh, have that effect, you know, throughout the entire district and all the wineries, you see how how big it can um, become. So uh, personally, like for you, when you were growing up, what was um, what kind of got you interested in environmental issues? You know, I, I live close to a delta. Right. And I hate when, when, uh, I dislike it when it's dirty, you know, my, my, my father would always go fishing and he would take me with, with him. And what I noticed my dad would always do is he always wanted to make sure when he left that he left that fishing spot, um, uh, cleaner 
for another person to come and, and, and do fishing. So the first thing we would do before we even fish, we have, you know, a plastic bag and we would fill that up with garbage. Um, and that was just something that he, that he installed in me. And I, I'm now the same, uh, you know, I have four daughters, right? I have four daughters that, you know, I always ask myself the little one, what's her world going to look like? You know, when she's, you know, 18, 19 years old making decisions, but I want to make sure that before, you know, not just for my kids, but for, for your guys' kids, that they have a, a clean world like I do, right? Yeah. That's awesome that your father passed it down to you and you're passing it on to your daughters as well. I kind of see this bill as it allows wineries uh, to adopt a process that sort of aligns with others, um, sustainability practices. Um, so how important do you see the state's role, in this case, the Department of Alcohol Beverage Control, in creating incentives uh, for industries to reduce waste? Well, it's, it, it is our role. Reducing the amount of glass bottles from our, our landfills. You know, I'm hearing now, and this is nothing new, right? You know, they're mining. They're going into landfills and mining, just like they mine for gold or silver. They're mining the glass out of there. Gotcha. That's really interesting about the um, glass mining and landfills. I hadn't heard about that. It might maybe a topic for another episode. Yeah. So one bonus question, I won't take up too much of your time, but um, you mentioned you were on the, uh, an elected official for eight years uh, with the San Joaquin Board of Supervisors. Right. Uh, during your time there, uh, did you work on some similar issues related to sustainability? We did. I mean, we, we worked on a lot of water issues, right? So here, um, you know, sustaining our water, protecting our water, anything that had to do with water, we had to always make sure that we're protecting that. Protecting our delta was very important for us. You know, it's in, it's in that circle, right, of uh, not only did we do have I fought hard to protect um, our land and protect our water is now our making sure that, you know, what we're putting in these bottles and is safe and it's clean. And, but at the same time, we're trying not to produce so much that's going to go back into our landfills. We're trying to prevent that from happening so that we can have a better planet, you know, for, for the next generation. My thanks to Assemblymember Via Pudua for joining us on the episode. We're going to talk more about this issue on future episodes of Look West. Well, thank you, Joel, and to Michelle Baker, your co-producer on this episode, and all of the Look West pod squad who helped put these episodes together. And of course, thanks to all of you for listening. That's Joel Wolfork. I'm Don Andrews. This is Look West. The Look West podcast is produced by the California Assembly Democrats. When you think of California and politics, remember to look west. <laughs>